0: season two episode two of home away from dome infestation that's the title of the episode we're not calling season two infestation that'd be sort of fun um but yeah we got we got a lot to cover this week um not not quite as much as the first episode of the season um this is a more you know simple episode and i'm glad for it i don't think i could recover as much as i did last week but um Starting to ramble now, Lindsay. Hit the theme. Home,
1: away from
0: um. dome. All right. So, this week's episode, infestation. Um, it starts off with. Uh, I called her Melanie last week. I haven't actually had, <laughs> haven't had the time. I haven't had a chance. I, I, sorry. I've had a time and I've had a chance to do this i just haven't looked up to confirm if it's melanie so i'm just going to be calling her river girl this was the girl they found in the river who wandered off and at the end of last episode angie followed her into a high school and then angie got um stabbed uh it wasn't clear last week what happened to angie uh she died um i believe you know what we haven't done this in a long time mostly because i haven't recorded in a while but we're gonna do a live lookup right now Angie Under the Dome. So she was actually cast in Tomorrowland, if you remember that. I, th- I believe she was the star of the movie. Um, like George Clooney is in it as well, obviously, but I think she was the female lead. Um, I think she left the show to do that movie or just to pursue other acting. You have to let her go, son. To
2: Tomorrowland. Um,
0: I don't know what she's done other than that. I was going to look it up. Angie McAllister is played by... Brit Robertson, and according to her IMDb, oh, she was in *Girl Boss*. Cool. All right, so it did all work out for her in the end. (laughs) Maybe that can be the next show we do on this *Girl Boss*. Heard good things about it. Sorry, that was a long thing for a little payoff. Anyway, uh, she's out of the show. This is the end of Angie. Um, She had a good run. and by that i mean she liked to run around town yelling junior or joe or just whatever she had, she had a really rough season one if you look at the character um and i really think that to be honest i think the main reason i think that she left and it wasn't an organic death is because um her character just had such a rough time and she had an arc set up of wanting to leave the dome and you know leave the town behind and she never got a chance to do that she just dies um, even her actor isn't in this episode she's, uh, it's just a body with butterflies over it and we'll get into that soon um, but yeah, so Angie's dead um, and the episode starts with Melanie running around in the dark um, Melanie's one of those characters I can't... <laughs> I don't know she, she so far has acted like a 12 year old but is played by, I assume, a 20 year old it's, so it's really difficult to tell what type of age she's supposed to be because um, like she doesn't talk she can't swim she runs away from people instead of talking to them um, and lives in the woods um, so i don't know what age she's supposed to be <laughs> well i do but i don't remember <laughs> anyway uh just sort of set the scene um we've got melanie running around uh junior is of course uh sleeping in if you remember last week, I was wondering, where is is Junior going to sleep? Because Angie was supposed to sleep over at a big Jim's house with Joe and Nori. Um, luckily, neither of them actually slept there because Angie went to go sleep at um, the... Oh, six feet under. I don't know. She's dead. <laughs> and Junior ended up sleeping in the jail cell. Junior, is hellhole really more comfortable than your own bed? Now, you'll remember that Linda used to do this before him. Uh, and Duke used to do that originally um, there is an interesting thing in this show where there is no shortage of houses in Chester's Mill like there should be many people who were outside of the dome before it came down not even counting all of the people who died um, or just houses that were for sale or if anybody owned multiple houses everybody in town should have property is what I'm saying um, But you'll notice a lot of our characters sleep in random spots. And it's, of course, because they don't want to build sets for them. So less important characters like Linda and Junior, they're not going to get their own place to live. They have to choose a set. And because the high school is going to be... uh, sort of a murder mystery investigation and the cement factory are closed for the season that leaves the jail cell so junior is just sleeping in a jail cell <laughs> yet again we have another character there um and that's also why joe and nori are sleeping in big jim's house uh because where else are they gonna live a different house
2: i thought the big jim slumber party was just a nightmare
0: no it's ridiculous um also nori's mom isn't in this episode it would have been great to see her just chilling with big jim making pancakes but we don't get to see that
2: kids breakfast is ready hey good morning you two
0: grab something to drink out of the fridge there cook you up some breakfast sit down uh yeah the crazy thing of the week this week it's butterflies they're back they're back from season one you'll you'll remember butterflies sort of came to the dome because of magnets um well, now they're already in the dome. I guess there already were <laughs> butterflies in the dome and they're going wild either because of uh, the fact that they're in a dome or magnets. That's what Rebecca Pine, her science teacher said. Uh, They're just going crazy. They're eating more, they're having more kids, they're speeding things up.
2: I don't know if it's because of our isolated ecosystem or the magnetic fluctuations, but something has caused our butterfly reproductive cycle to accelerate.
0: Killer butterflies, huh? Now we really got something to worry about. It's, It's butterfly city in the dome. Um, now of course, all these butterflies are CG. Um, a pretty common thread throughout the episode is that the actors do not react at all as a normal person would to this amount of butterflies. I feel like on set, they probably assumed there was like two or three butterflies, but in like each of these shots, there's like 90 butterflies flying around. (laughs) Like when Junior finds Angie's dead body in the high school, she is covered head to toe in butterflies which are apparently eating her i get that junior is sad and the the, the actor is playing it off in like a sad way where he's just like oh my god i can't believe she's dead but like the first reaction should just be terror and shock and just like ah why are there all those butterflies oh my god this is disgusting but they ratted later so people don't react that way Um, Julia has a scene where she looks at her window and there's butterflies. And she puts her hand on the window and they, like, come towards her. Because, I don't know, maybe she's the monarch. Um, And, of course, they all are monarch butterflies, if you were wondering. Um, And that, that shot made sense. But there were, like, 30 butterflies on her window. Like, you wouldn't just put your hand out there. You'd be like, Barbie, get over here. It's really weird. There's so many butterflies in the window. Yeah, I don't know a lot of a lot of people are okay with butterflies i i don't mind them i guess nobody wants to look at a butterfly like close up but i would be freaked out by so many of them just flying around on the topic of barbie and julia uh they're super into it uh they were just uh, they start off the episode just making out in bed together julia says mr barbara Mm -hmm.
2: If you think I'm gonna get by onto this thing without
0: you? Remember, as Barbie stated yesterday, the dome came down fourteen days ago. Um so fourteen days ago, Barbie killed her husband. Uh she probably found out he killed her husband maybe four days ago. Um, but they are they're they're tight. Real tight. <laughs> Joe and Nori, of course, are uh they don't know that Angie's died at the beginning of the episode. They're just chilling and you know, they talk to Big Jim. Big Jim's like, Tell me the secrets of the dome, and they're like nori is like the worst zinger at him she's like
1: don't you have to go round up some more generators or something
0: <laughs> you know what a good zinger would have been nori like don't you have more people to murder or like don't you have more drugs to sell to the town don't you have more like oh my god there's just so many things big jim's done and the worst thing she can think of is like generators to supply it's it's not very snappy they could just all work together but it, like nori clearly is still angry at big jim so, um, the big issue of the week, let me just get into this, is of course butterflies. Um, I think I started on this before, it's, it's an infestation. They're going to eat everything in town. Um, as, as Rebecca Pine explains, they are very, very hungry caterpillars.
2: Yeah, I, I know it doesn't sound serious, but butterflies lay eggs and those eggs turn into caterpillars. Caterpillars who are very, very hungry
0: she figured this out by the way by looking at her garden and seeing that there were a lot of caterpillars and somehow correctly guessed that they were overtaking the town um she decides to fight them by burning down a field full of them
2: what the hell are you doing what i have to do otherwise we're all dead
0: sure and then basically saying like we gotta burn down more or else they are just going to overwhelm the town She put like a real ticking clock, it was like
2: When these eggs hatch sometime in the next 12 hours, the caterpillars inside will devour absolutely everything in sight.
0: Barbie, of course, asks I thought they only ate milkweed. Which she then goes, yeah, but there's magnets and I don't know, man, they're eating everything. So, in case you're wondering why butterflies aren't often referred to in the same vein as a plague of locusts, it's because the magnetic field isn't strong enough to turn them into that. Um, One of the downsides of living in a dome, of course. Uh, my favorite part of this interaction is Big Jim goes like, how about pesticides? Can we do that instead of burning our crops and salting the earth? I don't know. And she's like,
2: We'll never be able to cover that much acreage before the
0: X action. She didn't even ask anybody. Like, Big Jim's like, we have we've have crop flyer or crop dusters. But even if they didn't have crop dusters, just get the whole town together. You have like, I don't know, 500 people? I don't know. I, I, I just feel like... The the town can do a lot when you work together, instead of burning the crops while they aren't looking. But, whatever. Okay, so that's the issue of the week. Now, how is Toronto going to deal with uh, a plague of butterflies in our own mini-dome? Well, first off, I'd be a bit surprised. I don't think we have that many butterflies here anyway. Like, it would take a long time for them to sprout. Uh, But let's say that the dome got real magnetic... Um, and the butterflies are feeling real feisty and they start uh, multiplying and eating stuff Um, on the one hand this is a a three part problem first off we don't have as many uh, greenery plants milk wheat or regular wheat for the butterflies to consume Um, and even if they do I don't think it's a big deal honestly Um, it's it's Now that's that's a a pro and a con. The pro is that the butterflies aren't going to be that annoying because they're going to run out of food. Uh, The con is they'll eat all of our food. Um, One one thing that is so funny about Under the Dome is the whole thing takes place in like a month. So the fact that they run out of food, like none of these crops are going to matter. They aren't like it's not going through a whole harvest in the in the whole length of the show. So, in that respect, it's sort of like, none of this matters. Um, I think as long as people just have food at the grocery stores and all that for a month, then we're, we're fine. So, that part's fine. What, what would be annoying, though, is even if they aren't eating our crops that we need to survive, you really... I, it's tough to explain just how annoying these butterflies would be. Like, they are everywhere. And they just fly around and apparently they eat the dead which is super weird um and i don't know they fall from the sky when they're dead like it looks like it's raining leaves in autumn but it's raining dead butterflies like the biomass people would have to rake their yard of dead butterflies um so i'm giving this like a five out of ten uh the five points are because it's not really lethal and it's not really going to kill anybody uh but the missing five points is because it's going to just be a pain. People are going to be wearing masks because if they didn't wear a mask, they would inhale a butterfly. Um, to be honest, that might actually solve part of the food problems. <laughs> Insects are apparently a very good source of protein. So, you know, if you just ran out and sorry, keep your mouth open, you might be able to. Uh... <laughs> oh, God. This dome is not getting more appealing. Anyway, um, that's that's my thoughts on the that problem. Um, <laughs> I think I'll have another little segment in a bit on this, though, because there's another aspect in this episode that I liked. So this part is just so incredible to get there. Last season, Big Jim rallied the whole town, uh, got on the radio a bunch, and told people that Barbie murdered Otto Aguilar and uh, Maxine whatever her name was Um, as well as Dottie and he burned down the radio station, all that stuff. Then he ordered him to be hung from the gallows. Then the dome intervened and brain blasted the entire town. Then everybody woke up to Jim with a noose around his neck and Julia standing there and all that crap. The people of Chester's mill have interpreted this as big Jim is their savior as he was willing to sacrifice himself uh, to save the town.
2: People say it was you who ended all that magnetism business. You were the one willing to sacrifice himself. That's why the Dome spared us. The only reason this town is still standing is because of Big Jim Rennie.
0: Um, I don't know how anybody jumped to that conclusion. Like, to me, it seems pretty clear that Big Jim (laughs) fucked up and this was the Dome punishing him. Like. He wanted something very much. The Dome intervened. It turned out he was wrong. And then, like, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's, it's just, I, I don't know. But anyway, the if you thought last season the people of Chester's Mill were big on Big Jim, like, they're even bigger now. They are, it's cult-like. So, uh, and Big Jim's sort of buying into that as well. He's seeing himself as a chosen one dome has chose him to lead its people well since the dome
2: spared my life yesterday i've become more of a believer this is a test it's the first test of many i'm guessing the dome wants me to prove myself this plague was sent as a test for me barbie can't figure my own way out of this i don't deserve to lead this
0: town chester's mill is not a place it's a people and big jim is the biggest of those people and so he shall lead them yeah Um, I think he sort of sees himself as like Hercules and the gods are going to give him like 12 trials or something like that Um, or maybe like Moses and the Ten Commandments because the first one is an infestation of uh, caterpillars not locusts but you know like uh, the dome isn't really like a Jesus type of god it's got its own things going on. But these past few days we've had a a
2: storm of, of epic proportions an infestation no plague. Why? Because we are being tested by some power that is bigger than any of us. Anyway,
0: um, so Big Jim says I will fly the plane with the crop dusting pesticides in it, and uh, Barbie's like, "You
2: Take lessons for search and rescue." Hey, seriously, Jim, I, I've flown hundreds of missions in some pretty tough places.
0: Apparently. I did that as a special forces guy, um, or maybe the hitman. Maybe Barbie's like a really good hitman who like just hits you with an attack helicopter. But who knows? Um, the worry here, by the way, is flying a plane in the dome. It's very easy to fly into the dome and die. Um, and Big Jim's like, "Well, I'm the chosen one. I'll do it." Uh, Barbie convinces Rebecca to let him do it. Rebecca, listen shot of this so do you a favor help me out okay rebecca seems pretty like not a fan of barbie i don't really get whose side she's on as maybe she's playing both sides but anyway she goes like oh jim you should let barbie do it we need you on the ground you're my hero
2: um i think we should let dale go up i
0: well, can handle this
2: the town's looking to you right now okay they need a leader not a martyr
0: Uh, So Barbie flies around. He actually does a great job of it. Um, It's a great action scene. Like, Big Jim and Rebecca are basically ground control with a walkie-talkie.
2: You're a sharp left over Hanson's fields and three silos come up on you fast after you rise over that break of trees. All right, let's do this. Hey, get out of there. Pull up,
0: pull up now, aboard. Damn it, Barbie. And Barbie's like, nah, I gotta do this
2: if you get too close to that thing we all know what happens to electronics it'll fry your systems well i'll take my chances we got any obstructions down there any power lines
0: windmills silos
2: only an impenetrable completely invisible dome barbie
0: actually hits the dome and scratches his wing along the dome and i haven't flown a lot of planes but i'm pretty sure when you if your wing collides with something even if it's minor you're going down the
2: Engines you still run it but my wings damaged, I'm going to bring it back in. All right, I'm not going to make the airship. I'm dropping too fast. I'm out of fuel. He's, he's going
0: to crash. crash. Uh, he runs out of fuel and he's going to crash and die. And then at the last minute, Big Jim goes, Barbie, can you hear me? There's a switch under the right side of the control panel. You need to flip it. And Barbie's like, oh, okay. I don't, I don't know. It was very weird. Like, they, they, they didn't really explain well why there's a secret extra fuel. Like, Big Jim says... came in handy when I had to make a few trips out of Chester's Mill. Those drug runs you used to do with Coggins. But, I don't know, it's not suspicious to have extra fuel in your plane. You don't need to hide it. Like, the the police aren't going to be like, have you been flying this plane too much? Must be doing some drug trafficking. I don't know. Anyway, Big Jim saved Barbie by uh, giving him the info over the walkie-talkie, and then Barbie comes back on the ground and you know they're they're back to being i don't don't want to say bros um they're back to tolerating each other which is good that's how i like it i like them all being sort of like uneasy alliances with each other
2: i never expected to be the one thanking you for saving my life yeah well meet
0: the new big jim it's the new big jim it's basically the same big jim but he's the bigger person now um oh also fun fact when barbie lands like 30 people from the town were watching and they're all applauding hey
2: good job
0: i don't know i just found it weird they didn't really need to be there i don't know why they were there but it was, I don't know i like it when a scene ends and everybody collapse so um of course people are trying to figure out who murdered angie uh now everybody's first thought is when somebody says who murdered somebody should be big jim or maybe barbie <laughs> um but joe says big jim no
2: i went downstairs last night when i couldn't sleep he was crashed out on the couch
0: the two suspects are, funnily enough, River Girl, because we know she was there, and there's a bloody footprint matching her shoe. The killer stepped in their dirty work. Left us a gift. Uh, and Junior. Uh, Junior got blackout drunk, uh, and he has a little bracelet that Angie used to have, so.
2: I got drunk last night and blacked out. I wasn't there for Angie.
0: We got two suspects. Who knows? Um... Rivergirl decides to be extremely sketchy and not tell anybody that she was even there. She'll only talk to Julia, and Julia is like
2: It would be really helpful if you could remember something. Anything.
1: Promise you'll protect me. You can trust me. I was there.
2: You were at the school.
1: I heard her scream. Why didn't you tell anyone? I was too scared. (sighs)
0: She's so sketchy. I don't know. I don't. I don't trust River Girl. Uh, but Julia does. She'll risk her life for this rando girl she found drowning in the river, who's given up almost zero information about herself in any way that would help.
2: You think I'm nuts for defending someone? I don't know. I think you're brave and a little nuts.
0: Um, on the other side of things, the people who don't believe River Girl, Junior, Joe, and Nori. Uh, They've dis- they they've done some absolutely A-plus exemplary detective work.
2: I heard the cops found a shoe print of the scene. A girl's shoe print.
0: So, let's put some things together here. Uh, how many people in town wear women's shoes? Just one river girl. So, who's the murderer? It's River Girl. That's honestly more or less their logic on this. Um, they don't even have, like, a match that shows it's her shoe <laughs> they it is. She was there. They know that, I guess. They know that she was nearby around then. But it's such a leap in logic. Phil. Joe.
2: Real sorry for your loss.
1: We know who did it. It was the girl we saw in the woods. I
2: understand you're desperate for some answers, but just give it time. We heard you found a footprint, so we took her shoe from the house while she was resting.
0: It's not a hunch. It's it's something that they're pretty confident in. <laughs> oh, they get to the station and. Who's there, of course? It's DJ Phil, the police officer, now the sheriff in town.
2: Phil, what are you doing? doesn't concern you, Julia. Like hell. The neighbor said you dragged her off in a squad car. You can't do this. I am holding her for questioning. On what grounds? We matched her shoe print to the
0: one at the school. Oh my God. Can you imagine having to deal with your local DJ who's been a police officer for, I don't know, 17 hours? Trying to act like, It's just ridiculous. It's just surreal. It's, it doesn't make, I don't know. I just found that hilarious. Anyway, Junior, Joe, and Nori go down to the jail cell. Junior pulls a pistol on her. Why'd you do it? Why'd you kill Angie?
2: I didn't, it wasn't me.
0: We know you're lying. Tell us the truth now. She's very timid and uh, doesn't do much. And then Junior can't do it. And so Joe's like, well then I will julia comes before he has a chance to and they don't end up uh shooting
2: her joe put the gun down she saw angie but there wasn't enough time to save her she didn't do it joe
0: i think that would have been great i think joe's character would be a lot more interesting if you just started murdering people um also interestingly nobody really does anything about this um they they don't really like talk about how joe was ready to murder somebody over the flimsiest of evidence Oh wait, we should include some lines. Joe has had some real anger at this episode, which is so funny because like Julia literally said she's worried about him bottling it all up.
2: I'm worried he's bottling it all up. He's in shock.
0: Meanwhile, he's saying stuff
2: like, She's dead. Don't try and cheer me up. Whoever did this is going to pay. I want to kill the person who did this to her. I want them in pain, more pain than they ever thought was possible.
0: I mean, I'm looking at my notes. I didn't know that it said Barbie looking fly in the leather jacket, which I he does. I just don't understand why I thought people listening to the podcast would appreciate that. <laughs> it's not really something I can paint a good picture of. Um, I haven't talked about Julia and Sam much this episode. They're sort of paired off again, uh, trying to figure out what's going on with Melanie. Uh, they figure out that... Uh, Angie has bruises on her arm Those
2: bruises are lividity Blood pools after death Those are the fingertips of a hand A big hand A man's Definitely not a girl
0: uh, So not Melanie So Melanie didn't kill her um, Sam gets brought to do like sort of an autopsy Which is interesting because it's like I don't know he's not, a, he's not an autopsy guy He's an he's a EMT What's he doing here?
2: Sam's one of the only people left in town with any real medical training.
0: Um, and I before the scene started, I was like, I bet I could do what he does. And I still think I could have. The only things they noticed were she has blood under her fingernails.
2: Looks like Angie got a piece of whoever did this to her. Which, like, I could get that
0: from CSI. Uh, and she had bruises on her, hand, on her arm, uh, which were in the shape of a man's hand. And I was like, yeah, I could probably figure that out, too. Um. anyway I just wanted to say I'm basically a medical professional so I will be uh, offering some consultations if anybody wants to hit me up Um. Sam also talks to Junior about uh, Sam just talks a lot about his sister uh, which is Junior's mom he does that with Jun- uh, Julia as well um, Junior brings up the fact that he was blackout drunk when Angie died so he's worried that he killed her uh, Sam, I don't know Sam and Junior talking is sort of like I never watched Hannibal but I, I sort of assume it's like that it's, it's just two psychopaths talking to each other Is it possible to love someone so much that you'd hurt them?
2: Love can make you do crazy things but you'd never do
0: anything violent to the person you loved, would you? Junior, we, I've discussed in, on length about before but Sam has a similar energy to Junior um, except much more under control um he's he he oh i don't even know he you can tell he's trying to act normal um when he's clearly just has very weird ideas about what he should be doing and what he wants to do but anyway we'll get more into sam as the season goes yeah, we have more tag clips of him though hey I, I really liked the one last week
2: how could i have left them in the copy room I don't know tag how can your genitals make phone calls
0: <laughs> all right the episode ends uh the caterpillar issue has been solved the uh, murder has it's not river girl um so Julianne, barbie sort of sync up to you know catch up talk about everything uh and you can see that there's actually a bit of a division going on We've got like the sensible people in town, uh, Big Jim, Barbie, and Rebecca. Uh, and then we've got the domers, uh, <laughs> it's like Doomer, but Domer, uh, Julia and Sam, who are more faith based and, uh, more about believing in the powers greater than themselves. Um, it's interesting because like barbie rebecca and jim don't really like each it's like rebecca and jim don't like barbie but barbie doesn't know that because he keeps defending them um and it's it's so funny because the the conversation we should play a few clips from it but it's just barbie saying things like
2: i'm sorry but the dome let big jim live and an innocent girl die it does not care what happens to us down here i don't understand anything that's happening but I'm starting to feel like I'm losing you. Like I'm losing your trust. Why? Because I need to agree with you to trust you?
0: You know what makes me a Barbie fan? <laughs> um, Yeah, that's, that's most of the episode. It, it, it ends with uh, the funeral for Angie and uh, also Linda gets thrown in there. They don't get separate funerals, apparently.
2: Joe is not the only one who's lost someone. There's a
0: fun line where, like, literally there's 30 people outside of the funeral and they're they're like arriving and then nori runs out or she's they're like
2: they're about to start and joe isn't here he can't miss his own sister's funeral
0: and it's like what like it doesn't even seem like people are like barbie's still outside like most of the people aren't here they're gonna start the funeral without the brother of the person affected um like it felt like they were gonna start it without barbie (laughs) he was just outside like I don't know, pretty cutthroat town uh, funeral. Uh, Joe was looking for a bracelet Angie liked to
2: wear. I'm looking for a bracelet. She always wore it and she didn't have it on when... You think she left it here? She lost it somewhere. And she'd won it. I know she'd won it.
0: Um, yeah, the episode ends with uh, Big Jim basically eulogizing uh, Angie and Linda uh, and basically saying, like, we are the chosen ones and uh we will come together to overcome the dome and what i want to know is what do you have faith in
2: it's you jim
0: amen big jim you tell him we'll we'll do whatever you say we are your sheep (laughs) so it's leading things in a in a fun direction oh this makes sense i i i had notes on this and i i hadn't scrolled down enough (laughs) yeah okay there's one more thing that uh, i forgot to mention uh, rebecca walks over to big jam and basically says
2: angie's death was bittersweet excuse me well angie was taken too early but spared what's to come i'm afraid you'll need to keep that eulogy on hand what are you talking about it's us there are too many people in here for our limited resources we can't all survive
0: so Big Jim's basically gonna have to perform uh, layoffs um, <laughs> uh, on the town. Um, I don't know. I don't know how he's gonna handle this. He just he loves being the hero of the town. I don't think they're gonna take it too kindly when he says uh, the bottom fifty percent of the town has to be fed. Uh, I don't know. Ground into beef. I don't know. <laughs> it's gonna be pretty crazy. Anyway, that's. Um, that's the episode next week's episode is force uh, majeure um i had to look that up um but why would i tell you now that's content for next episode (laughs) um yeah getting back into the swing of things enjoying the craziness each week i like rebecca i like sam uh it's a shame angie's gone uh but watch Tomorrowland and uh maybe girl boss while you're at it all right thanks for uh tuning in And uh, signing off from Chester's Mill. Bye.
1: Hello, welcome back. I know it's episode two, but this is my first episode talking to you guys, season two. Um, So really excited to be back. So I was originally going to do a segment called Terrible People of Chester's Mill until we realized that mostly I was just really annoyed with Rebecca. So I'm going to save that one and instead we're gonna do a segment called Rebecca Sucks. And according to Reddit, this is going to be a continuous segment because she continues to suck. So I actually really liked Rebecca in the first episode. I thought she had this really interesting sort of logic, like she was, you know, as silly as some of her stuff was, it was like she was a very different character. But I think what happened was the writers realized that since uh, they got rid of Dodie at the end of last season, They need a new cheerleader, a new confidant for Big Jim, especially since him and Junior are so at odds now. So uh, they've decided it's Rebecca. And all of a sudden, uh, her second episode, her character has totally changed. Um, She still believes in science, but she's now decided that Big Jim is uh, a better person than anyone else, better than Barbie, better than, which I don't understand because if you'll remember in the last episode, she literally ended it with, oh, good job, Barbara. You, you know, you helped me save the day. And now she just has so much animosity. Um, so here's a couple of her worst offenses, I think. So there's this moment when uh, Barbie has such a great line. Uh, Rebecca says,
2: What is he talking about? By himself, as usual. Come on, you never picked up on his hero complex inflated ego or not they listen to him don't they
1: yeah so this is referring to when big jim kind of starts talking about how it's all a test and he's the messiah and blah 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 and and for whatever reason, that was a great line, and I feel like her and Barbie could have been on the same page. She doesn't even believe in all the stuff Big Jim is spouting, and yet she decides to take his side. And I don't, it doesn't make any sense for her character, so that's frustrating. There's also this line after um, Barbie flies the plane and Rebecca says this to Big Jim.
2: I hate that he's getting to be the hero if they only knew you'd saved him.
1: Yeah, and she goes on to talk about how important leaders are, blah, 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 but it's just, I don't understand, again, what her animosity is. Like, why all of a sudden is Big Jim the shit? <laughs> like, I don't understand it. So, that's annoying. Strike two, Rebecca. Now, <laughs> the last offense. Um Steve mentioned earlier in the episode that uh Barbie looked really cool in his leather jacket, and I actually really agreed. There's a moment at the funeral when him and Joe come in and both of them are in their leather jackets and I was like as sad as this is they look dope but on the other hand um Rebecca everyone is dressed up to the nines you know black outfits everyone found something for this funeral Rebecca is actually in the same just dark black kind of shirt that she's been wearing the whole time like I don't really ever see her pants, but like she could easily be in jeans. Like there is no way, she's nowhere near as dressed up as everyone else. And I just thought that was really, really rude. Like, you know, if you're going to show up to this funeral with the rest of the town, at least dress nicely. And Rebecca is one of the people that still has a house. So you can't argue, you can't tell me that, oh, she only had nothing. Like Nori somehow, where did Nori find a black dress that fit her? Did she happen to bring that for camp? Like, no, I don't think so. She probably put effort to find a black dress. Nori found one, but Rebecca, who has a house and hasn't lost anything, couldn't find one. So, you know what, Rebecca, That enough of you. So, unfortunately, I went from liking Rebecca to really not. So there's a couple other clips that I thought you guys would enjoy. So here's some random out-of-context clips.
2: I would never- kill Angie, so help me. I will make you suffer. No one hates Big Jim as much as I do. They're dead. It's okay they're dying then they laid new eggs their life cycle's over rebecca pine is going to start classes again you really think people care about calculus and social studies anymore she's going to teach things that matter
1: all right hope you guys enjoyed all of that talk to you soon bye